This is an audio version of Instrumental Convergence, an excerpt from Nick Bostrom's book Superintelligence. This excerpt is included as part of the AGI Safety Fundamentals course core syllabus. Heading Instrumental Convergence. According to the orthogonality thesis, intelligent agents may have an enormous range of possible final goals. Nevertheless, according to what we may term the instrumental convergence thesis, there are some instrumental goals likely to be pursued by almost any intelligent agent, because there are some objectives that are useful intermediaries to the achievement of almost any final goal. We can formulate this thesis as follows. Here's a definition. The instrumental convergence thesis. Several instrumental values can be identified which are convergent in the sense that their attainment would increase the chances of the agent's goal being realised for a wide range of final goals and a wide range of situations, implying that these instrumental values are likely to be pursued by a broad spectrum of situated intelligent agents. That's the end of that definition. In the following, we will consider several categories where such convergent instrumental values may be found. Audio note, there are some footnotes in this text, for example here, but they won't be included for the purposes of this excerpt. The likelihood that an agent will recognise the instrumental values it confronts increases, ceteris paribus, with the agent's intelligence. We will therefore focus mainly on the case of a hypothetical superintelligent agent whose instrumental reasoning capacities far exceed those of any human. We will also comment on how the instrumental convergence thesis applies to the case of human beings, as this gives us occasion to elaborate some essential qualifications concerning how the instrumental convergence thesis should be interpreted and applied. Where there are convergent instrumental values, we may be able to predict some aspects of a superintelligence's behaviour, even if we know virtually nothing about that superintelligence's final goals. Heading, self-preservation. If an agent's final goals concern the future, then in many scenarios there will be future actions it could perform to increase the probability of achieving its goals. This creates an instrumental reason for the agent to try to be around in future, to help achieve its future-oriented goal. Most humans seem to place some final value on their own survival. This is not a necessary feature of artificial agents. Some may be designed to place no final value whatever on their own survival. Nevertheless, many agents that do not care intrinsically about their own survival would, under a fairly wide range of conditions, care instrumentally about their own survival in order to accomplish their final goals. Heading. Goal Content Integrity If an agent retains its present goals into the future, then its present goals will be more likely to be achieved by its future self. This gives the agent a present instrumental reason to prevent alterations of its final goals. The argument applies only to final goals. In order to attain its final goals, an intelligent agent will of course routinely want to change its sub-goals in light of new information and insight. Goal content integrity for final goals is, in a sense, even more fundamental than survival as a convergent instrumental motivation. Among humans, the opposite may seem to hold, but that is because survival is usually part of our final goals. For software agents, which can easily switch bodies or create exact duplicates of themselves, preservation of self as a particular implementation, or a particular physical object, need not be an important instrumental value. Advanced software agents might also be able to swap memories, download skills, and radically modify their cognitive architecture and personalities. A population of such agents might operate more like a functional soup, in quotes, than a society composed of distinct semi-permanent persons. For some purposes, processes in such a system might be better individuated as teleological threads, based on their values, 
rather than on the basis of bodies, personalities, memories or abilities. In such scenarios, goal continuity might be said to constitute a key aspect of survival. Even so, there are situations in which an agent can best fulfil its final goals by intentionally changing them. Such situations can arise when any of the following factors are significant. First factor, social signalling. When others can perceive an agent's goals and use that information to infer instrumentally relevant dispositions or other correlated attributes. It can be in the agent's interests to modify its goals to make a favourable impression. For example, an agent might miss out on beneficial deals if potential partners cannot trust it to fulfil its side of the bargain. In order to make credible commitments, an agent might therefore wish to adopt as a final goal the honouring of its earlier commitments and allow others to verify that it has indeed adopted this goal. Agents that could flexibly and transparently modify their own goals could use this ability to enforce deals. The next factor, social preferences. Others may also have final preferences about an agent's goals. The agent could then have reason to modify its goals, either to satisfy or to frustrate those preferences. The next factor, preferences concerning own goal content. An agent might have some final goal concerned with the agent's own goal content. For example, the agent might have a final goal to become the type of agent that is motivated by certain values rather than others, such as compassion rather than comfort. And the last factor, storage costs. If the cost of storing or processing some part of an agent's utility function is large compared to the chance that a situation will arise in which applying that part of the utility function will make a difference, then the agent has an instrumental reason to simplify its goal content and it may trash the bit that is idle. That's end of that list. We humans often seem happy to let our final values drift. This might often be because we do not know precisely what they are. It is not surprising that we want our beliefs about our final values to be able to change in light of continuing self-discovery or changing self-presentation needs. However, there are cases in which we willingly change the values themselves, not just our beliefs or interpretations of them. For example, somebody deciding to have a child might predict that they will come to value the child for its own sake, even though at the time of the decision they may not particularly value their future child, or like children in general. Humans are complicated, and many factors might be at play in a situation like this. For instance, one might have a final value that involves becoming the kind of person who cares about some other individual for his or her own sake, or one might have a final value that involves having certain experiences and occupying a certain social role, and becoming a parent and undergoing the attendant goal shift might be a necessary aspect of that. Human goals can also have inconsistent content, and so some people might want to modify some of their final goals to reduce the inconsistencies. Heading. Cognitive enhancement. Improvements in rationality and intelligence will tend to improve an agent's decision-making, rendering the agent more likely to achieve its final goals. One would therefore expect cognitive enhancement to emerge as an instrumental goal for a wide variety of intelligent agents. For similar reasons, agents will tend to instrumentally value many kinds of information. Not all kinds of rationality, intelligence and knowledge need be instrumentally useful in the attainment of an agent's final goals. Dutch book arguments, in quotes, can be used to show that an agent whose credence function violates the rules of probability theory is susceptible to money pump procedures, in which a savvy bookie arranges a set of bets, each of which appears favourable according to the agent's beliefs, but which, in combination are guaranteed to result in a loss for the agent and a corresponding gain for the bookie. However, this fact fails to provide any strong general instrumental reasons to iron out all probabilistic incoherency. Agents who do not expect to encounter savvy bookies 
or who adopt the general policy against betting do not necessarily stand to lose much from having some incoherent beliefs. And they may gain important benefits of the types mentioned, reduce cognitive effort, social signalling, etc. There is no general reason to expect an agent to seek instrumentally useless forms of cognitive enhancement, as an agent might not value knowledge and understanding for their own sakes. Which cognitive abilities are instrumentally useful depends both on the agent's final goals and on its situation. An agent that has access to reliable expert advice may have little need for its own intelligence and knowledge. If intelligence and knowledge come at a cost, such as time and effort expended in acquisition, or increased storage or processing requirements, then the agent might prefer less knowledge and less intelligence. The same can hold if the agent has final goals that involve being ignorant of certain facts, and likewise if an agent faces incentives arising from strategic commitments, signalling or social preferences. Each of these countervailing reasons often comes into play for human beings. Much information is irrelevant to our goals. We can often rely on others' skill and expertise. Acquiring knowledge takes time and effort. We might intrinsically value certain kinds of ignorance. And we operate in an environment in which the ability to make strategic commitments, socially signal, and satisfy other people's direct preferences over our own epistemic states is often more important to us than simple cognitive gains. There are special situations in which cognitive enhancement may result in an enormous increase in an agent's ability to achieve its final goals. In particular, if the agent's final goals are fairly unbounded and the agent is in a position to become the first superintelligence and thereby potentially obtain a decisive strategic advantage, enabling the agent to shape the future of Earth-originating life and accessible cosmic resources according to its preferences. At least in this special case, a rational intelligent agent would place a very high instrumental value on cognitive enhancement. Heading. Technological perfection. An agent may often have instrumental reasons to seek better technology, which at its simplest means seeking more efficient ways of transforming some given set of inputs into valued outputs. Thus, a software agent might place an instrumental value on more efficient algorithms that enable its mental functions to run faster on given hardware. Similarly, agents whose goals require some form of physical construction might instrumentally value improved engineering technology, which enables them to create a wider range of structures more quickly and reliably using fewer or cheaper materials and less energy. Of course, there is a trade-off. The potential benefits of better technology must be weighed against its costs, including not only the cost of obtaining the technology, but also the costs of learning how to use it, integrating it with other technologies already in use, and so forth. Proponents of some new technology, confident in its superiority to existing alternatives, are often dismayed when other people do not share their enthusiasm. But people's resistance to novel and nominally superior technology need not be based on ignorance or irrationality. A technology's valence or normative character depends not only on the context in which it is deployed, but also the vantage point from which its impacts are evaluated. What is a boon from one person's perspective can be a liability from another's. Thus, although mechanised looms increased the economic efficiency of textile production, the Luddite handloom weavers who anticipated that the innovation would render their artisan skills obsolete may have had good instrumental reasons to oppose it. The point here is that if technological perfection, in quotes, is to name a widely convergent instrumental goal for intelligent agents, then the term must be understood in a special sense. Technology must be construed as embedded in a particular social context, and its costs and benefits must be evaluated with reference to some specified agent's final values. It seems that a superintelligent singleton 
a superintelligent agent that faces no significant intelligent rivals or opposition, and is thus in a position to determine global policy unilaterally, would have instrumental reasons to perfect the technologies that would make it better able to shape the world according to its preferred designs. This would probably include space colonisation technology, such as von Neumann probes, molecular nanotechnology, or some alternative, still more capable physical manufacturing technology, also seems potentially very useful in the service of an extremely wide range of final goals. Heading. Resource acquisition. Finally, resource acquisition is another common emergent instrumental goal, for much the same reasons as technological perfection. Both technology and resources facilitate physical construction projects. Human beings tend to seek to acquire resources sufficient to meet their basic biological needs. But people usually seek to acquire resources far beyond this minimum level. In doing so, they may be partially driven by lesser physical desiderata, such as increased convenience. A great deal of resource accumulation is motivated by social concerns, gaining status, mates, friends and influence, through wealth accumulation and conspicuous consumption. Perhaps less commonly, some people seek additional resources to achieve altruistic ambitions or expensive non-social aims. On the basis of such observations, it might be tempting to suppose that a superintelligence not facing a competitive social world would see no instrumental reason to accumulate resources beyond some modest level. For instance, whatever computational resources are needed to run its mind, along with some virtual reality. Yet, such a supposition would be entirely unwarranted. First, the value of resources depends on the uses to which they can be put, which in turn depends on the available technology. With mature technology, basic resources such as time, space, matter and free energy could be processed to serve almost any goal. For instance, such basic resources could be converted into life, Increased computational resources could be used to run the superintelligence at a greater speed and for a longer duration, or to create additional physical or simulated lives and civilizations. Extra physical resources could also be used to create backup systems or perimeter defenses, enhancing security. Such projects could easily consume far more than one planet's worth of resources. Furthermore, the cost of acquiring additional extraterrestrial resources will decline radically as the technology matures. Once von Neumann probes can be built, a large portion of the observable universe, assuming it is uninhabited by intelligent life, could be gradually colonised, for the one-off cost of building and launching a single successful self-reproducing probe. This low cost of celestial resource acquisition would mean that such expansion could be worthwhile, even if the value of the additional resources gained was somewhat marginal. For example, even if a superintelligence's final goals only concerned what happened within some particular small volume of space such as the space occupied by its original home planet, it would still have instrumental reasons to harvest the resources of the cosmos beyond. It could use those surplus resources to build computers to calculate more optimal ways of using resources within the small spatial region of primary concern. It could also use the extra resources to build ever more robust fortifications to safeguard its sanctum. Since the cost of acquiring additional resources would keep declining, this process of optimising and increasing safeguards might well continue indefinitely, even if it were subject to steeply diminishing returns. Thus, there is an extremely wide range of possible final goals a superintelligent singleton could have that would generate the instrumental goal of unlimited resource acquisition. The likely manifestation of this would be the superintelligence's initiation of a colonisation process that would expand in all directions using von Neumann probes. 
this would result in an approximate sphere of expanding infrastructure centred on the originating planet and growing in radius at some fraction of the speed of light. And the colonisation of the universe would continue in this manner until the accelerating speed of cosmic expansion, a consequence of the positive cosmological constant, makes further procurements impossible as remoter regions drift permanently out of reach. This happens on a timescale of billions of years. By contrast, agents lacking the technology required for inexpensive resource acquisition or for the conversion of generic physical resources into useful infrastructure may often find it not cost-effective to invest any present resources in increasing their material endowments. The same may hold for agents operating in competition with other agents of similar powers. For instance, if competing agents have already secured accessible cosmic resources, there may be no colonisation opportunities left for a late-starting agent. The convergent instrumental reasons for superintelligences uncertain of the non-existence of other powerful superintelligent agents are complicated by strategic considerations that we do not currently fully understand, but which may constitute important qualifications to the examples of convergent instrumental reasons we have looked at here. It should be emphasised that the existence of convergent instrumental reasons, even if they apply to and are recognised by a particular agent, does not imply that the agent's behaviour is easily predictable. An agent might well think of ways of pursuing the relevant instrumental values that do not readily occur to us. This is especially true for a superintelligence, which could devise extremely clever but counterintuitive plans to realise its goals, possibly even exploiting as-yet undiscovered physical phenomena. What is predictable is that the convergent instrumental values would be pursued and used to realise the agent's final goals, not the specific actions that an agent would take to achieve this. This was an audio version of Instrumental Convergence, an excerpt from Nick Bostrom's book Superintelligence. It's included in the AGI Safety Fundamentals core curriculum. This reading was by Perrin Walker and produced by Type 3 Audio.